Welcome to the show. What up? What up? What up? Welcome, What's y'all. Up? Welcome to the Set Apart podcast with Ren and Didi. His yeah. name is Ren. My name is Didi, obviously. This is a podcast where we talk about everything, literally everything, and literally nothing at the same time, because that's what usually happens in the world of conversation. But we are here. We're happy to see you. Welcome to the show. What up, Ren? What's up? I'm excited for today because we got a little, we got some funness going on right now. Um, if anybody know Didi, anybody know me, we have a love for just sports. Um, and so much, like so much levels of sports because there's sports itself. There's how sports influence culture. Yeah. There's how culture influences sports. Like yeah. um, the mesh between, because um, they have a lot of uh, pro activism um, in sports. They have a lot of fashion things that transcends and bleeds out of sports. Um, and it's I didn't worldwide. Know knew, it's worldwide. I didn't know if you knew this, but I think they said Iverson was the first one to start wearing um, arm uh, sleeves. Yeah. Like to me, that's crazy. He did a lot of firsts. He did a lot of firsts. Cornrows. That, exactly. Non-suit wearing to the game. Like, and it's crazy. I t- I just heard that not too long ago, and I was like, "Are you serious?" Like, like to me, as long as I can think, like that was just that's just what what you did, right? I think he said, like, what did he say? I think he said he was trying to like he was trying to protect something. Like it was like a reason for it. Um, at first, but then he just kept doing it, and I was like, "That's crazy." I was today years old when I found out Iverson was the first one to wear a shooting sleeve. Yeah, he so. did. He did a lot. He set a lot of trends. Um, all eyes was on him because what nobody yeah. nobody was walking in like that and talking like that and stepping yes. over people like that. Exactly. And so, and okay, there's one thing he said in his in his little documentary interview too. He said um, when he stepped over Ty Lue like that, he was like, man, I didn't even notice what I was doing. I was just trying to get back. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, really? You ain't know that you stepped over that man like that? I don't know. Hey, he was in the way. <laughs> he was in a way. But we talking about, I mean, so so we on the Set Apart podcast where we talk about everything and nothing at the same time. But we also talk about culture yeah. changers, game changers. And so we don't start. It's only so fit that we started with Allen Iverson. But um, this right here, we're going to call this our NBA special. We are here talking about sports, the NBA. So if you are a lover of the NBA, we're going to drop some questions. We're going to chat about some questions. But here, we want y'all to be collaborative in this effort. So hit that comments, uh, hit those comment sections, um, uh, share, like, retweet, um, uh, real talk. No, RT now is being retweet. See, you see how old I'm getting? Um, <laughs> RT... Apparently, RT now means retweet, means share it. But back when I was, you know, doing all the slanging and stuff like that, it was real talk. So, yeah, it's a it's a different now. RT. If you disagree, please voice your opinion. We I want to have the dialogue. Let's, yes. let's, let's get into it. And so we're going to talk about the National Basketball Association for those who needs some clarification. National Basketball Association is some of the best basketball players in the world. It has 30 NBA teams. Um, and so here's the first question, which is not on our, we have some pre-production meetings and stuff like that. And I didn't even ask this. What is the team right now, DD? People in the comment section. 
that is no longer in existence that you was like, oh man, it has some sweet jerseys though. Just sweet jerseys, just the drip. No Who longer had in that? existence. No longer in existence. And you can even use um one of the a hundred teams that was in Charlotte because they done had <laughs> forty thousand teams in the last well, two years. Their jerseys wasn't all that. Yeah, they um, was. A team that's not in existence. Mm-hmm. It ain't that many that's still not. The only thing I could think of, but I don't like. I don't really love their jerseys. I love the team, but I can't say that. I can go back with current teams and what they used to wear, but a team that's not in existence. Um. Wasn't there a team? Oh, they just moved cities. Oh, well, you can do that too. If they change the jerseys, that was. Um, Here, I, matter of fact, let me let me give you an example, because this is a jersey that I loved. All right, the team is still in existence, but that team, that version of the team, is no longer in existence. Okay. So I loved, loved the jerseys of the Minnesota Lakers. So it was before they came to LA. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, it was before they came to LA. They had that uh the 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 words was powder blue. The blue um, the yeah. letter, the yeah, it was blue, but they had the yellow trim on the outside of the jersey. Okay. And I was like, man, that I I I kind of love what they yeah. had going on there. So for me, mine, the jerseys was Minnesota Lakers. I think I just um Googled it and the Minnesota Lakers was around in the 1940s and the 1950s. Mm-hmm. So, um, just in case y'all Laker fans out there, because I'm a Laker fan, um, that's why they're the Lakers because yeah. Minnesota on all those lakes. Yeah. I know that you are confused because in California, it's not the land of the lakes. So, yeah, yeah. tidbit yeah. of history. What you got, Didi? I do, I can't say I love the drip of this team, um, but I liked. I probably liked what they had more than than the current team. So this is a franchise that moved to a different city and I'm not crazy about what they have, but Seattle Supersonics. So the reason I say this because I'm not crazy about the OKC Thunder. I mean, it's cool, Mm -hmm. but wasn't nobody, nobody had no green uniforms like that. Right. In the NBA. That was right. And the name of the team is weird, but <laughs> the Supersonics, mm-hmm. but they was they was musty basketball. Yeah. And I had good. a lot of a lot of my childhood basketball memories watching the NBA. I love Sean Kemp. Hey. And GP okay. Gary Payton is from Oakland. So we always we always had love for the glove. But one of my first pair of basketball shoes was the, the Reeboks of Sean Kemp's. So that is kind nice. of nostalgic for me. And I had okay. two. I was the only fifth grader rocking two. I had two of the same two <laughs> different colorways. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. I had the okay. all black, I had the black on black Sean Kemp's, and I had the team colors, the, the dark green and the white and the so I was okay. You know. You was doing it out there. I was Listen, doing it. Young, young Didi had the drip. Listen. I would say, I would say honorable mention was uh, I can't remember. Um, somebody help me out in the comment section. Where was the Grizzlies at before Memphis? Vancouver. So somewhere in Canada. Vancouver. That's what I Vancouver. was thinking first, yeah. Yeah, Vancouver. They had, and, and it's so crazy because they had that, the way I'm I'm a, I'm a like logistics guy. I like the small subtleties of jerseys. 
And so the font of the way that they wrote Grizzlies was so clean to me. Like it had that Z that came down a little bit. It was It was super 90s. It was. It was. And so I would get that throwback jersey. I couldn't tell you one person that was on that team, but um Sharif Abdul somebody was they was a star player. I forgot his last name. Yeah. I don't know. I would I would be interested in hearing the story of why they left Canada because now we only got one Canada team. So yeah. we'll see. But we're gonna get into some harder hitting questions. Let's go. Um and so out uh, outside of the drip, we are gonna get and we're gonna start with some hard ones. Right now, oh. we're gonna talk about our Mount Rushmore. Now, listen, Mount Rushmore only got four people on there. One, two, three, four. In order, okay? So I want you to go from, um, we're going to do this as a reverse draft. So um, <laughs> we're going to do, uh, who's the first one that got to be on that Mount Rushmore? We're going to do, who's the second one that got to be on that Mount Rushmore? And we're going to go one through four. And um, keep in mind, guys, this is Didi's Mount Rushmore. So your Mount Rushmore can be different, okay? <laughs> this is your Mount Rushmore. What is your Mount Rushmore of NBA players, both past and present? This is so hard mm-hmm. for obvious reasons because it's past and present. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you talk about the past, it's a different criteria than the present. Mm-hmm. So this right. is why it's difficult for me. So the order, what you say the order was? The, the order. So so who's the first one that like, yeah, you definitely no got to be on there. No question. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Okay. That's, 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 I think I that's mean, a popular, that's a, that's a no brain. You can't question it. It's, mm-hmm. we talk about, well, we'll get into that maybe some other time. Right. Um, this is so difficult because only four out of all the past and all the present. All the past. And for me, this ain't even talking about WNBA. This is just NBA. Right. So this is difficult. So, Stephen Curry. Okay. Step breaking news. Stephen Curry has made Didi's Mount Rushmore of players. And I and, didn't and, that didn't come to mind before just now. And if he retired today, it would still stand for me. Okay. And I'm not even like a heavy Golden State fan. It's just when you look at basketball as a whole and then just the NBA in and of itself. Right. You can't. You can't count them out. Okay. You can't. Okay. I respect that. Um, it's so hard when you talk about current and past. That's not a lot of uh-huh. people. You're right. Um, number, gotta go with, number three. Got to go with LeBron. Okay. LeBron makes number three. Okay. I think when you look back on history 30, 40, 50, 100 years from now, it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this question is so dumb. Oh my it's, god, it's hard. It's hard because it's like so many people that you're leaving out, and so like keep, keep in mind, and this is just for people who are viewing this as well. Like when you talk about Mount Rushmore, like you're, I'm. This is what I'm not asking. I'm not asking who's the top four players in NBA history. So don't confuse that viewers. Yeah. When you put that. When you put that in the comment section, I'm not talking about who's the top four people in NBA history. What I'm talking about is 
who's on your Mount Rushmore of yeah. people. And the okay? reason, and, yeah, that clarification is so important because Mount Rushmore in and of itself usually means the founding, the, the foundation. Like mm -hmm. without these pillars, it wouldn't be the NBA. Right. And so that's why it's hard to separate past from present. But when looking back, these people to me, and it's not my full list, but the structure of what the NBA is would be drastically different without them. And right. so with that said, golly, this is so stupid. This is so hard. Um, That's hard. Number four. Number four. Number four. That absolutely changed the game. I'm going to have to go Bill Russell. Okay. I respect that. Bill Russell. So we got Michael Jordan, Stephen Curry, Stephen Wardell Curry. Wardell Stephen. One Wardell Stephen Curry. <laughs> uh, LeBron James, and then finally rounding it out with Bill Russell. That's that's a that's a pretty good Mount Rushmore. You should feel good about that one. It feels incomplete, but it is. It, it, it does. It does. And, and so for me, I took a approach to who was to more influential to the style of basketball that I like to see played. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the approach that I take. So, um, of course, shred my shred my list if you want, for sure. But um, first and foremost, um, number one on that Mount Rushmore. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to argue with this. Is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm -hmm. That is my okay. first thing. Uh, just the way that he played the game to me um, was monumental. And not only that, but I don't think it's being played too similarly to the way that he did. Similar things, but to the way that he did at mm -hmm. that point in time. Um, he's also one of my favorite um, players in history. Um, number two, I would go with LeBron James. Mm -hmm. um, the completeness, the completeness of the player. Um renders him a, a no-brainer um it gets harder when you get to three to four because um keep in mind and I'll, I'll say my selections of three and four before i even tell you who this is but my favorite player in all of nba history is not on my mount rushmore mm -hmm. he's not um so number three um i want to go further back and i think he laid the foundation for everything that we've seen going forward which was dr j julius irving Okay. Um, he's on my Mount Rushmore. I love the way that he played the game. Um, he was definitely before his time. Yeah. Um, and for the Michael Jordans of the world, for yep. the LeBron Jameses of the world, for so many different people of the world, like he was doing a lot of that stuff starting off first. And so, um, and then I had to go to four. I had to go to four, and I struggled hard. Struggle hard with this fourth one um, because, of course, there's the Michael Jordans of the world. How could you not put him in? Mm -hmm. um, there's my favorite player of the world uh, in the world. So my favorite player in all of time and space was Shaquille O'Neal. Mm -hmm. um, there's I your Kobe. With him. And there's a Kobe Bryant um, who I think was just an assassin, and I love that assassin mentality. Yep. Um, but you only got four spots, yeah. and so I had Kareem. I had uh, Dr. J, I had LeBron, 
And because I will not give in to peer pressure as to who's the greatest player of all time or not, I'm going to put the last player who's more influential in my book. <sighs> a fourth player is going to be Magic Johnson. Irving Fair. Magic Johnson. And like I said, I struggle so much because everybody's like, oh, Michael Jordan's not on that uh, team. Like, it, it has to do with, A, um, Kareem was in a, a dependent position, but still was impactful. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, with LeBron to a sense and um, Dr. J to a sense, they play like that in-between game, which mm-hmm. I think is is amazing. Um, like I'm a high post type guy. Um, I like, I love the fact that you still have vision, but it's only like two to three steps to the basket. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Um, with LeBron, the completeness of him and Magic Johnson to me, um, he just seen the floor so well, so well, um, that I could not, not put him in. So to recap, to recap, um, DD, your four was, I had Michael Jordan. Um, I didn't go into depths of why, because I feel like that's going to be a conversation for another time, but it ain't going to be what people think. Um, I had um, LeBron. Um, I had Stephen Curry, because I don't mm-hmm. think looking back on the NBA a few years from now, it's just the way the game is today. That young man had a lot to do with what younger players that are not in the NBA are doing mm-hmm. or what feel like they can do. Right. And um and my last one was Bill Russell. And That's mostly nice. uh for him, fun fact, my grandma went to high school with Bill Russell and she talked so much trash about that man to her dying day and I loved it. Cuz he's from he went to high school in Oakland and uh yeah, it was good time. She knew some stuff about that man. But um That's mostly funny. and and I didn't and I didn't put him he was not on my Mount Rushmore for a long time probably. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is because of it's something about a winner. Right. Yes. Something yes. about a winner. And I don't care if it was 1902. I don't care if it was 1962. If you got 11 rings um, and you didn't get them all the same way, um, you're a winner. Yeah. So it's hard. We, we lucky we didn't do non-NBA because there's some assassins out there that y'all need to know. But, oh, um, without a doubt, without but, a doubt. Uh, and yeah, I, I think WNBA probably one day needs to just have their own platform, just because it's. I got some. <laughs> it's a, some it's a, assassins that I'm excited for. Um, yeah, but we gonna pivot. Yeah, we gonna pivot to the next question. Okay. So here's the next question for the comment section. We are gonna play a game. Okay, it's gonna be called overrated, underrated, or just right. Overrated. Underrated. Just right. We have people in the NBA who get so much hype. We have people who I feel like they don't get enough hype. Um, We have people who get just appropriately the amount of press, the amount of media attention. Um, But um, at Set Apart, we want to be different from everybody else. Um, We want to literally, as the title reads, set apart from things. And so... (laughs) Um, the media has a way to push certain people because it's better for their brand. Yeah, it's better that people like this people, like the people like these players because jersey sale, because they're appealing. It's the money. It's go getter. But here, we don't care. We ain't getting no. paid from jerseys, Not so we all. gonna do this. If they overrated, we gonna call them out. 
if they underrate it, we gonna call it out. Yeah. But if they write where they need to be, we gonna say it. So here we go. Let's go. We got a list of players. We got a list of 10 players. We gonna say if they're underrated, overrated, or just right. We're gonna start with number one. Dun, dun, dun. Chicago Bulls, DeMar DeRozan. Is he underrated, overrated, or is he just right? It's the specificity for me, which is so important. <laughs> the Chicago Bulls, DeMar DeRozan, as of uh -huh. today, in the year of our Lord, 2023, <laughs> he right where he needs to be. He, not, he right where he need to be? On the bench. Hurt. Oh! Okay. Listen. So you would I, say... I love Demar, but as uh -huh. of today, mm -mm, you ain't doing it, bro. Right. I think he's a, I think he's last of a dying breed, right? Because he was he is what I would call a mid-range assassin. Which in Kobe's days and LeBron days, uh, not LeBron, sorry, in Kobe's days and Michael Jordan days, um, it was way more um, prevalent. You seen Prime Mellow be really good as a mid-range assassin, but. It's not translating too well to the new way of the ball game. But it kind of slows it down. I, I disagree. I, I don't okay. subscribe. I don't subscribe to the death of the mid range. Okay. Because it's so valuable. I think the people on the outside, <sighs> and I think that's another media push. Mm -hmm. I think the inner workings of a team. Um, they know the value of that, and that's why he still right. has a job. The yes, problem is. You got to have the right pieces to support and supplement a mid-range game. Mm -hmm. So he could still do that because he did it in San Antonio. Right. You're right. And he was our top guy. And he could. He was our closer. Uh, end of the game situation. Hit the shot. Win us the game. He did it. Right. But when you don't have the right pieces or you have too many mid-range assassins trying to be assassins, it, it ain't going to work. And You're if right. you don't have a coach that knows how to support that and make an offense go through that, that's what's a dying breed. Yes. Coaches right. that can make adjustments. You're right. And I, I'm and and so for, for my tidbit of which way he is, and this is the only reason, I'm gonna give you a reason. I'm gonna say he's underrated. Okay? And this is why. I know people who get a lot of media attention, who get a lot of praise and stuff like that. And I think DeMar DeRozan's better. Absolutely. Uh, and Sorry, but we're going to get into this person next. Actually, I, he will put in the category of he gets a lot of press to me, but I think DeMar DeRozan is better than him. The second person that we're going to say on our list, we're going to do underrated, overrated, or just right. Los Angeles Clippers, Paul <laughs> George. PG-13. Is he underrated? Is he overrated? Or is he just right? Overrated. Yes, he I agree. I agree. I agree so much. Um, one of the, one of the things that make me so mad, and, and we'll even get more <laughs> to this even later, um, is that I can't stand when people do preseason picks, um, just because I just I don't I don't get their. They reason. don't matter. And so you'll see Stephen A. Smith. What's up, Stephen A.? I mean, you you're doing great work. You'll see. Um, um, Skip Bayless, his old partner. You'll see so many people, so many analysts get on here and talk about, oh, you know who I think is going to be contenders in the West? The Los Angeles Clippers. And to me, in my mind, it was like, yes, they can have a good playoff run, but why? They haven't won anything. Why are we talking about this team? Why are we talking about these stars or something like that? I can hear, I can see if 
Paul George has elevated somebody to championship contention and was in the championship thing. Yes. Say he say he has a capability to do it because we've seen it before. But I loved when he played in Indiana. Them boys was not, not beating LeBron. Like, we never thought that they would beat LeBron. Nobody thought that they would beat LeBron. And dang show, dang for show, every single year, they would fall short. Yeah. And so for somebody who's never done it, I don't understand why you think that he would take um, at an older that age. To the next level. Exactly. With more injuries. More injuries. I mean, can 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 you get on the court? Can That's, you? He can is so overrated. Get. And I thought he was overrated as a young player. Mm-hmm. And I, and not because of his skill or ability, but, but because when we put expectations on people that we it, it's just not yeah, he was a star in Indiana. He was better in Indiana. And not mm-hmm. just because the team was bad. He had a little killer. He had a little Kobe in him. Mm-hmm. That turnaround fadeaway mid-range jump shot. He mm-hmm. was he was silky with it. Right. He can't even turn around the same. He was dunking on people. <laughs> Forget a turn around jump shot. You can't even turn around. You can't even <laughs> jump. <laughs> And, okay, so, this, and, and let me just make this clear. These are not personal uh, attacks. We're talking right. about basketball only. And I just, I don't know why he is always in the conversation. Like, why? Yeah, why? Paul I George. Know. I don't know. He is I don't so know. overrated. He is. And, and, and I'm glad that's something that we agree on. So number two, Paul George, we agree. Both are saying overrated. Yeah. And so here's the third one. Mm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> overrated underrated or just right number three draymond green what would you say to that dd he's a tricky one because mm-hmm. he gonna make sure his name is in the media mm-hmm. he look i want my name is draymond green and i want my name in your mouth mm-hmm. this man it's hard because what he gives to a team is is valuable. Right, yes. But it's not what he thinks. <laughs> no. It's not what he thinks it is. And his team, the way that they were structured before this year, and be probably be, even though they won last year, right. they needed somebody that wasn't finesse. Mm-hmm. They needed somebody that was that was a little rough. They needed that to balance out the finesse players of their guards. Right. But he think he that guy. He think that's his team. But if he were not on that team, can we just be real? I know people don't like to say this. If he were not on that team, what would he be doing? Would he have a podcast? This is Draymond, keep my name in your mouth green. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it because I need people to keep talking about me. I'm going right. to say it because I'm the reason why we didn't. Right. So I would say he overrates himself. Okay. But he is, I think he is, he's an anomaly because he likes Ooh. attention. And, uh, but we're talking about on court only. I think He's where he needs to be. He get the playing okay. time he needs. He shoots the amount right. of times he needs. Um, yeah, 
Okay. That's good. That's good. Um, I would be the, the, the caveat, okay? I would be the caveat because my part of the argument would be with Draymond Green, would the team has ha, would the team have Golden State Warriors have accomplished the amount of success that they have without him? And this is my this is this is my reasoning. There are so many things in the media. There are so many things in sports in general that is considered sexy. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's nice. It looks good to score. It looks good to do the super cool triple moves. It looks good to get triple doubles. These are the things that the NBA say, oh, this is amazing. We love this. Um, but here's the thing that every championship team needs that I don't think that is uh, glorified. A, um, they need that tough-nosed people who are going to set the tone. That they need that. Um, mm-hmm. That's why, um, that's one of the reasons why Patrick Beverly has had such a big career. Um they need vocal leaders. Mm-hmm. And so if you're used to a team dynamic, I mean, I love Stephen Curry. I love Clay Thompson. I love all them boys over there. But they don't, I don't know if they possess that skill um, to be vocal leaders, to rally the mm-hmm. troops around them. Um, and lastly, you need the glue guy. Um, when everybody wants to take their shots, when everybody wants to get their numbers, when everybody wants to go for those flashy things, who's the glue guy putting them in positions? or opening up lanes in order for them to get that done. Um, now, of course, you don't have to do it as much with a Stephen Curry because he can shoot from six feet out. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, um, all of their 100 points a game is not because Stephen yeah. Curry is shooting from six feet out. So um, I am going to submit and say Draymond Green is underrated. But they talk about that all the time. Everything you said, they talk about it all the time. You're right. But I I say Draymond Green as a player is underrated because if he was on the Detroit Pistons, we would not be talking about this. We're talking about it because he has sexy components around him. That's the point. Um, If he was in Oklahoma City Thunder, this man ain't getting one. But you're not seeing his face on SportsCenter. SportsCenter think, that Draymond Green retired if that was the case. And so if you know that you just got to come and be the blue guy, maybe run players from the high post once again, run plays from the high post once again, um, and really they're only asking him to score maybe eight points a game. Like it's not a lot. Um, So I would say underrated just for that. And I think it's going to be a little bit um, exciting to see um, how that develops because I have a belief, just a little hunch, he that um, he ain't gonna be there for very nah. long. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of player he is without the sexy components. Correct. Um, because that's why I said, that, and that's why I, I picked he's he's where he needs to be is because um, he fits that well. Right. His 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 strengths are actually utilized mm-hmm. in a team like that so he can there's always a, a lane for him there's always an opportunity for him to shine and be the player right. he wants to be so right he that's why i say he's an anomaly because he gonna be in the media whether you ask him to be or not he gonna make sure right yeah i'm 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 doing this and, he, like, and, and keep in great. mind he's a glue guy he's i would say he's the ultimate glue guy and the reason why i say ultimate glue guy is because 
Of course, he's not going to have success if it's not two parts to glue together. If he doesn't have sexy components around him, what are you gluing things to? No, you need things to glue together in order to be the glue guy. And so if he goes to a situation where there's not really much to put together, yeah, it's it's not going to look We're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to see where his we mind gonna is see. at. How can, how can he adjust um, to something new he's never been a part of before? You're right. You're right. Well, that takes us to number four, which is a very intriguing one. Um, overrated, underrated, or just right? Damian Lillard. Dame Dollar, Portland Trailblazers faithful. What do we think? I think he's underrated. Ooh. Why? Um, I think that He's he is super valuable, obviously to the to the to the uh, Trailblazers, but right. His shooting ability is not talked about as much as it should be. Right. I think that he, him and Steph were neck and neck for a minute. Steph got more wins, so he so we saw it more. But I think Dame is he right there, if not right, mm-hmm. he number two. He got to be number two. And we don't hear about it unless they in the playoffs and they get TV time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, they literally just not nah, Batman been shooting like that since day one. And he's mm-hmm. even more confident in it now. Um, so out of anything, I think that part of his game is underrated. Also, I think mm-hmm. his leadership is underrated. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. I agree. Um, and it's not just because he decided to stay in Portland forever. It's also... Mm-hmm. If you watch on the court, let me see if this other person on the list, because I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead. This person is not on the list. Okay. I am tired of hearing about how great of a leader Chris Paul is. Okay. Because no. Just because okay. you talk a lot, that don't mean you a leader. Right. Because you be doing some wild stuff on the court too. And I'd be like, what was that face? What was that? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damian Lillard is an underrated leader. Yeah. Those dudes respect him. They respect his work ethic. Um, they come in and try to fit the pieces around him because of how he he's respected and he respects his organization and he respects his teammates. Right. And he ain't out here trying to prove that he's a good leader. He's just doing it. Right. I and okay. That's, that's I would put him in the category. And this is very this is this was a hard one for me. Probably the hardest. I'll put him in a category of just right. And this is why. Because of all of those things that you said, I think he should be elevated. He has some type of exposure. But we are in a league, we are in a world that the proof is in the pudding, if that makes sense. I agree. Um, And so the reason why I would say he's just right is because I think he would be a mega ultra star and up there with all the good guards that we talked about today. If... His team and organization put him in a better position to win winning. and make big yeah. playoff runs. That's fair. Um, like, you can only... Ooh, I don't want to say this. You can only elevate somebody in that level of team success so far. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. he does have a ceiling. Um, I would love to see him um, at least, if not a championship, at least the Western Conference Finals. I would love to see it. Like yeah. I, will, I want that for him, for sure. Um, 
but um, there is a level of excellence that he has displayed. There's ex- there's a level of mediocrity that his organization has displayed. Um, yeah. And so because of that combination, like Dame Dalla, I think the world of you. Yeah. But because of that combination, I have to say you're just right, just because... It's you the timing of it all. Yeah. It's the timing of because all of it. At the time where he came in, Golden State was building at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that Western Conference is just going to be hard to, it's probably going to be easier now. Right. But now people are aging, but it's it's hard to get out. It's hard to get through that, that Golden State wall. And But here's the thing though. Like I would say, I would give, I would give justice and, and give, uh, you know, some, attention to that narrative for sure but then how do you have I've been to Portland let's start there I've been to Portland um and out of I love Portland it's nice I got some things surrounding it and everything that's pretty good um there's so many places that to me in my opinion is more difficult cities to live in Mm -hmm. but their organization is putting together better rosters that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I that's that's the point I'm making. Is because I don't subscribe to a city it's hard to live in. Um, right. Anything on the West Coast, you could you could live. Okay? Right. But that's what I mean. So him coming along at the time he did, Stephen Curry coming along at the same time, the building was different of the team. Mm-hmm. So they right. were building when he came to Portland. There were some old heads there. Mm-hmm. So the building, the rebuilding was a whole different process. He had LaMarcus. He had uh, Brandon Roy on his way out. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Who? Yeah. I love you, man. I'm so sorry that things ended the way they did. Yeah, I love Brandon Roy. I but you know what I'm saying? So it's like years go by as this building process is happening. So now Golden State is reaping the benefits of those hard, ugly years. Portland was making the, a playoff appearance. And I mean, so but there was building was different. They were stagnant for a while too, though, because That's I think about like I compared I compare Portland not to Golden State because like I I hear you with those situations, but I compare I have to compare a Portland to a uh, Damian Lillard's former running mate C J McCollum. I was like, man, like they built something over there after Anthony That's Davis, and it's like, why could Portland not capitalize? First of all, I a give them a demerit because they didn't get um they didn't get um Carmelo Anthony four years earlier when they had the chance to. Like I'll let this man go to um OKC. That's what I'm saying. Instead of going to their building was not right. And if you don't do that at that right time, you're Mm -hmm. losing time and you you're getting age. So they tried to hold on to people too long. So then they miss opportunities where Golden State was like, we'll take these L's and we just going to keep adding to it. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. And so, yeah, I totally agree with that. But I will put Damian Lillard as just right. Okay. Now we got a young buck coming up. Okay. We got a young buck and he is so flashy among the kids. Um, uh, To me, to me, he is the next person after Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry definitely influenced a lot of younger generation. But like, when I, I kid you not, I don't know if this is surprising to you or not. But when you talk to a lot of kids, they know who this man is and they're fans of him. Yeah. Our number five on the list is Lamelo Ball, Charlotte Hornets. Lamelo Ball 
is he underrated, overrated, or just right? Just right. That's just good. Right. That's good. That boy, that boy is having the time of his life. Mm-hmm. He let the media do what the media do. He's taking advantage mm-hmm. of the hype. And he's a very good basketball player. He's on a very young team with a young coach. And I think they are, they are where they are expected to be. Not making a long run in the playoffs at this very moment. Mm-hmm. But he's bringing fans to the arena. Right. And I would agree with you wholeheartedly and say, and LaMelo Ball is just right. I think Lonzo was overhyped because of, you know, his dad's contribution during the time that he was drafted and all this other stuff. Um, but not saying he's a bad player. But um, I think because of that time in media where they focused a lot on his dad, um, he was overhyped. But uh, LaMelo Ball, he has shown that there is proof in the pudding. Um, he has shown that he put together a good play. He's showing that he's building something over there. I would like to, I would be excited to see where he takes uh, yeah. steps in the next four years or so. Um, but I would say he is appropriately hyped for not only the market that he's in, um, the player yes. that he is and, and what he's just bringing to it. And so um, it's exciting to say that in the last decade of my knowledge, Michael Jordan has gotten it right one and a half times mm-hmm. um, in terms of bringing people to his team. I would give him LaMelo Ball. That would be the one. And the half would be Kimball Walker. Um, mm-hmm. But he has had a lot of duds. So we're not going to hype on that. We're just yeah. going to move to number six. <laughs> and I'll go first with this, all right? I'm going to go first because this is how adamant I feel with this. Number six on our list of overrated, underrated, or just right, we are going to do back to the Los Angeles Clippers, Kawhi <laughs> Leonard. I am going to say Kawhi Leonard right now, as far as the media and where we are, is overrated. I have so many people, I have friends that talk about how good Kawhi Leonard is. Oh, who's your top <laughs> and stuff like, like this? No, listen, I'm going to tell y'all right now, and this is no matter what sport you play, what job you're at or whatever. The best ability that you could ever have in life is availability. <laughs> I don't care if you hit every single shot that you ever take. If you're not playing, I don't want you on my team. You you play, I think it's, uh, I think I've seen a stat where it said like in the last five years, he's played like 33% of the game. <laughs> Out of five years. 33%. I don't know about y'all, but we had to get a 59% in class to get a D. So that's a super F. Overrated, underrated, or just right? Kawhi Leonard, what do you think, Didi? He overrated. Especially now, after all of that talking, even despite the championship in Toronto, which was like, what? Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm not impressed. Yeah. Because you... Got everybody talking, even though you don't say a word. And all of this controversy or whether you're hurt or not, that's fine. Just say, just say if you are or you're not, not if I, I feel like I might get hurt. That's just my mm-hmm. opinion. But if you a basketball player, I'll take let me rephrase that. If you are going to say I'm a basketball player, the number one requirement is to be playing basketball. Right. So right now you I, I just need to see more from you. Your body of work yes. is limited. Now, four or five years ago, 
Oh, yes. I mean, you had the claw uh, logo. Um, you started the whole New Balance basketball shoe resurgence. Because when I wore New mm-hmm. Balance basketball shoes in high school, baby. No. <laughs> Those were our team, whatever. Oh, you started that. Uh, we was writing article. They was writing articles about you. Um, you got a you got a chip with Tim Duncan. You you got Finals MVP. You, mm-hmm. Everybody's like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? The Spurs got it right again with somebody that nobody saw coming. All of the things he was working hard. He was getting confidence. Nobody knew who you were, bro. Mm-hmm. And then you you pushed your way and got back home to LA, which more power to you. Mm-hmm. But what are you doing now? What are you doing? Right. Who? What? I don't know what you're contributing other than a brand at this point. Right. This and true. I know we want people to be great, but people got to be great. How how yeah. long can I write off my resume from five years ago? Mm-hmm. What am I doing yeah. now? Yeah. And so overrated because the media wants it to happen so bad, but the Clippers ain't it, bro. And For sure. He's... You can't switch it on. I know everybody thinks, oh, we got that switch. No, you don't. You don't. It's it's impossible. So people always say, oh, we're trying to load manage him until the playoffs when it really matter. No, you build in the regular season. You build your team through practice. This man don't even practice. It's he gets paid $230 million a year to not do his job. What happened to the dogs? Can somebody tell me? What happened to the dogs? Look, I'm going to bust you up in practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bust you up in practice. And then in the games, you the closest thing to my heart besides my family. Because I'm going to right. war for you. Right. You don't even That's go to the, away games, my guy. What are you talking about? You ain't a part of this team. He don't even show up and sit on the bench. It, it's he gets paid so much not to go to work. All right, listen, I I can't stay on that one. We're gonna go to um, the next person on our list, which is actually a little change for me. Um, we're gonna go to Golden State's own forward Andrew Wiggins. Ooh. Underrated, overrated, or just right. This one. Okay. And I and I I said I reluctantly agree with you. Um the reason I say that is because he was a phenomenal college player. Mm-hmm. Um he did what he was came there to do. Mm-hmm. He's super athletic. He can play the game well. He's good at reading things, situations. He can score. It took him a while to get his bearings in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It took him a minute. His talent didn't wane, but it took him a minute to kind of figure this thing out, figure out this pace, get in the right situation. And he got in the right situation. And I mm-hmm. think he's still growing. I think it's too early for me. Um, right. But he definitely has the potential to be that guy. Um, but I don't want him to turn into another Paul George. Hmm. Okay. And I would say it, tra- it had to change for me into just right. Um, okay. I think he was extremely overrated when he came in. Yep. Um, first of all, first of all, I don't I don't want anybody um, to compare. Please, please, I don't care what what player comes out the draft. Um, I remember they were saying, "Oh, he could be the next LeBron James." Oh no, no, no! that. I was like, "Don't set this man up for failure." And so the reason why I say he was overrated, probably not to his own, like it, you know, the way that he acted and everything, but the way that the media approached him. Yeah. Um, I think it was overrated um, coming into the NBA. Um, there's a thousand, thousands of college players who are really good at the college level who didn't make it in the NBA. Yep. Um, and honestly, and vice versa, there was like a lot of role players in college 
who end up having long NBA careers. Yeah. Um, and so I think Andrew Wiggins coming in was very overrated. Um, but right now, um, due to what he's building and what he has built in the role that he's playing in Golden State, mm-hmm. I think he is just great. Yeah. Um, to me, he's always the. Uh, I like to call him an A plus role player. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll ever be like he can't like if you're saying he's going to be your star, you're not going to go very far. Um, I mm-hmm. think that was the that was the mistake that Minnesota was making. Um, but if you're going to say that he's going to come in, he's going to be our three. Um, we're not going to we're not going to ask him really to score 30 points a night because we have a Steph, we have a Clay, we have we have a system that we want to generate points from. Um, I think he'll thrive in that role, which he's thriving in that role. Right yep. So that's why I would say just right. Um, and we're going to go to our my, the next players is actually one of my favorite players to watch okay. right now to watch. Um so we're gonna go overrated, underrated, or just right. Who's that Pokemon? It's Zach Levine. Zach Levine, Chicago Bull, running mate. Hmm. I like him a lot. I do. I like to see him. I love it. It's he's always- like to me. He's like a modern day Vince Carter to be honest. Yeah, in that in that vein, for sure. To me, he's a little more. Um, he a little more. Oh, this is hard. A little more Penny Hardaway, T Mac ish to me. Okay. Because of the, um, okay. he can jump like Vince Carter for sure, but I think he's a little better with the ball. I think he's a better creator than yes. Vince Carter. And um, it's hard to answer the question because of where he's at right now. Mm. I think it's such a restrictive place. Um, we, we talk about wins and records. Mm. So it's hard for me to say if he's underrated or not. I think he might be a little underrated, but it's just hard for me to definitively say that because I want him to be just let loose sometimes. Mm-hmm. And show what he's been saying. I need y'all to let me do what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so with all those being said, I'm gonna say he's a little underrated. Although he's made an All-Star team or two, right? I think as of today, I'm gonna say he's underrated. And actually, I'm not even gonna explain myself in this regard because it's everything you just said. Okay. I'm gonna go Zach Levine underrated. <laughs> um, I, I love I just, that guy. I, I, I want to see him do more. It's exciting to watch him play. Yeah. I loved it. Um, one of the most um, recent, recent dunk uh, contests that I love seeing was the him versus Aaron Gordon. Yes. And and really, they breathe so much life. I want to see it. Like, they breathe so much life into that. I, and I love joy. It. That's. And joy. I love it. I love it. Come on, guys. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to go to our uh, next player, which is the ninth player on our list. It is Milwaukee Bucks forward, Chris Middleton. Underrated, overrated, or are we saying it's just You know, I've gone back and forth on this one probably the past three years. 
I'm going to say he's just right. And the reason I say that is because I think he is super comfortable in the role he's in. Not too much pressure, but he's a dagger. Um, He can get the job done, but I need him to stay on the court. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's a better leader than Giannis on that team. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he's so even keel, Mm -hmm. he's consistent. But consistency on an NBA team is an underrated thing. Yes. I would say that, but I think he is chilling in his in his role right now. I don't think he wants to go nowhere else. I think he's content. Um, so he's not a killer, but mm-hmm. he's a dagger. Right. And I will put him in the same category role-wise mm-hmm. of a Andrew Wiggins, actually. Like, he, he's a three- um, he, he he fits within the system, but I, I would give him a little level up of Andrew Wiggins because um, he can make some pivotal plays to close a game for you. Um, yeah. uh, that which your star, Giannis, uh, maybe can't do a lot, you know, from the mid-range, being a right, mid-range right, assassin right. and um, pulling up step backs and all this other stuff. So I would say he's just right. Yeah. Um, according to the role that he plays in his team. Um, the person who who he is um, and like a lot of stuff that I feel like he does, like you said, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chris Middleton, just right. And now this last one, this is number 10, okay? Oh boy. This last one, <laughs> I didn't even choose a player. I was like, you know what? We're just going to figure out how we're going to do this. Okay? We're talking about here in the year 2023. We are talking about, listen, let me finish a whole plethora of people. We have um, the Donovan Mitchell, not too long ago, scored 70-plus points. We have Darius Garland, who I feel like him himself is a little underrated. Uh, we have still the young, true people who was growing up when LeBron was there, like the Seti Osmonds was there. Um, you have, uh, what's the guy with the fro? I can't even think of the center's name. Jared Allen? Yep. Jared Allen. Um, you got your Jared Allens of the world. You got the people who come off the bench and just do some stuff. You got a returning Ricky Rubio plays for his team. He just came back from a, a knee tear not too we'll long see. ago. Um, we'll and you just got so many different components. Um, and not to mention a cast of people who just play really well together. Um, if you do not know by now, in 2023, we're playing overrated, underrated, or just right, number 10, the entire Cleveland Cavaliers squad. Where are they at? Are they appropriately rated? I think they're appropriately rated. I think they're just right. And okay, when you say just right, mm-hmm. where are you saying that number is in terms of the rest of the Eastern Conference teams? Middle of the pack. Okay. This is why I say that. I'm look. I'm I'm thinking seedings, not mm-hmm. better or not. And the reason okay. I say that is because everything you just said excites me for them mm-hmm. and i think they're excited to see let's keep going let's let's get better and better every year and i think mm-hmm. i don't want to put a ceiling on that because i think they're going to exceed that but i think the climb is what they are excited about right so i think they're just right i think they're in a great position with all those pieces that you talked about they can only get better they can only get better so give them another two years they in the finals. They might right. make it to the finals this year, but I think when they're solid, because last year was like 
Oh, we here, just in case y'all didn't know, we here. Right. And we added Donovan. Donovan ain't scared of nobody. Mm-hmm. I love watching him play most times. Right. But that um I think they need the underdog mentality to fuel mm-hmm. them. Yeah, they, they like that. it. And so that's why I say they're 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 in a super good spot. Um they had their coming out party now. It's like we come in invited or not. Right. And, um, they love being picked against. Right, yes. Yes, they do. I, I love the I love the flow of their team. I think before comment sections, before you guys get too crazy, <laughs> this is the this is a fact that I think is very going under the radar. It's going under the radar. So last year, be it injury or not, doesn't matter. Um, Darius Garland and Jared Allen were all stars. Yep. That means by adding a Donovan Mitchell, you have three former all stars. No, four. Former All-Stars. You know why? Because they still have Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. Four former All-Stars on your current team. Come yes. on. You can't, we can't sleep on that. We have four former All-Stars on your current team. And so um, Kevin Love is doing amazing coming off the bench for them. Um, his humbleness to accept a role like that um, is just, I mean, beyond amazing to me. Um, I would agree to you and say that they're in the middle of the pack. They're like in that four or five spot. Um, of course, um, I wouldn't put them over the the Bostons of the world, the Milwaukee's of the world. Um, I actually tell you the truth, which is the middle of the pack. It's only eight teams that make it to the uh, to to the league. I mean, to yep. the playoffs. Um, and so, because of all of that, with their amazing starting five, I think. I mean, in NBA Two K. They're they're a team that you might pick. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. For sure. they 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 got they got spots everywhere, and they got depth, young depth, and so because of all of that, I want to say that they are underrated. That's fair. And the only reason why I say underrated is because we put them on, and I'm only talking about the East. I'm not talking about the West, guys. On the East, I feel like they're still a conversation if they're better than certain teams. Now, if you're asking me my opinion, no, they're not better than the Boston. I wouldn't even put them over in Milwaukee. But those teams this year that has shown chinks in their armors, that has been maybe one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference before, i.e. your Miamis. Mm, that's okay. You see what I'm saying? I, 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 you know, i.e. some of the other Eastern Conference teams that you think that, oh man, like, yeah, they they finished um, third last year. Uh, or, or even Miami in general, like, they were in the NBA Finals two years ago, um, three years ago, whatever it is. Um, I'm like, hey, like, for a lot of people, it goes Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland. Yeah. And so that's why I would say underrated. But I still see them. And just because uh, the the – the unpredictabilities of the NBA season, I would say they're four or five. Um, you always have that crazy team that put mm-hmm. together a streak of games and they happen to be up there when yep. you know they shouldn't be where they are. Miami. You know they shouldn't be where they are. It was so many times where, um, when back when LeBron was in the East, Cleveland Cavaliers would finish like six. You know yep. what I mean? Like they paced themselves through the team and stuff like that. And they would go against the number three seed 
But even though that was still the case, you would say, oh, LeBron's about to tear it. Yeah. Like, even though even though they're the higher seed, they should not be. Yeah. And so I'm going to say, before that reason, I'm going to say underrated. Because for me right now, I love you, Miami. Jimmy Buckets is a bucket. Jimmy Buckets is so good. But <laughs> Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and we're not talking about the, the, the up and comers, which like once again, like you're a Spurs fan. I love mm-hmm. DeJounte Murray, right? But Atlanta, uh six. Yeah. I'll put you at six right now. Six, maybe five. Maybe five on a good day. Um, but I'm gonna put you at six right now. Um sadly. I thought the Knicks were going somewhere. I'm gonna put them in. The Not place. yet. <laughs> I'm uh, gonna put them in. The place. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed that because I did. Um, I love arguing about sports. Hopefully, it was a good change of pace for everybody. If you have some ideas about what we can cover the next time, please drop them in the comments. We'd love to hear back from you. If you disagree, what we talking about? Put that there too. But thank y'all for tuning in to Set Apart with Ren and Didi. Again, he's Ren. I'm Didi. Of course, please follow us on social media platforms, especially Instagram at Set Apart. Excuse me, at Set underscore Apart underscore Podcast. You can also follow Ren. He is at Hollywood underscore RB, and I am at Adidria underscore Is. <laughs> My mic is like, girl, back up. Um, But anyway, thank y'all for joining us. This was a good time. Hope to see you again soon. Peace out. Hey, hey, this is your girl, Didi, from Set Apart with Ren and Didi. Thank you so much for tuning in to this latest installment. Don't forget to subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts.